I think most people calling themselves Christians have good intentions. I think, in general, most people don't have a malicious outlook on life, or at least purposefully malicious, let's say. We all get things wrong, though. We make mistakes. Every single one of us has something that we believe that we have gotten wrong. And because we can get things wrong, but because we also have good intentions, I believe, and, and sincerely want to do the right thing, even though sometimes it ends up with us not doing the right thing, I think there are bad people out there who want to use those good intentions against us and twist our own morals to do not just a little bit off of what's right, but completely the opposite of what's right. And those people, among many, are Big Eva. So here are some examples. Uh, these are all real life examples that I have heard myself. And these don't only apply necessarily to church stuff, but they can be uh, politics or social issues. Uh, but in general, this is a tactic of the left. And if Big Eva is awesome at doing something, uh, which kind of epitomizes the idea of of believe or of saying you believe one thing and actually doing exactly the opposite, Big Eva considers themselves, most of them anyway, in general, they consider themselves conservative. But this is a tactic of the left, and I think this is the identifying tactic of Big Eva that I think all Christians should watch out for. And I think all Christians should watch out for this because this also happens to be the identifying tactic of the left. They take something that is maybe a, a good virtue and they twist that virtue to do exactly the opposite of what the virtue is supposed to do. So here's an example. You don't want to wear a mask and maybe you're, you're choosing as a faithful Christian during the pandemic to not wear a mask because you love your neighbor and you don't want to lie to your neighbor about showing them that you believe in something that is not true. If you believe a certain thing about masks and you don't want to wear masks because you don't want to uh, come across to your neighbors as believing something you don't out of love for them, the left, Big Eva, has twisted this into saying, well, you don't want to wear a mask. You must actually hate your neighbor because if you love your neighbor, you would wear the mask. When in reality, you might not be wearing the mask because you love your neighbor. They're taking a good virtue, loving your neighbor, and they're saying, nah, -uh. to truly love your neighbor, you need to do it the way I want you to do it. And the way I want you to love your neighbor I mean, forget God. Forget him. It doesn't matter what God thinks. It matters what I think because I'm, I mean, look, look at all the letters I have before my name or uh, look at the position I have in the SBC or <laughs> I'm your pastor, right? I'm, I'm your, I'm your elder and you're supposed to submit to me. <laughs> Sucker. Or I'm your government leader. And so, I mean, according to the Bible, you have to submit to me uh, also. They will take a good virtue that you care about, like loving your neighbor, and they're twisting it into something completely the opposite. Here's another example. You're criticizing something your church is doing, 
let's imagine that you are criticizing something that, uh, or let's just say a church network like the SPC, the PCA, um, Acts 29, which I have done, and this has been something that I've been accused of. <clears throat> let's say that out of love for these, for your uh, the organization that your church is a part of, you want to see them repent. You want to see them change. And so you criticize them, maybe on a podcast, or maybe you have conversations with your church about it and, and try to get them to um, use their, their power to change the network or, you know, whatever. But you're doing it out of love, let's say, hopefully, ideally. What you will hear is, oh, you're criticizing your church network. You're being divisive. You don't really care about Christian unity when really you're doing it because you care about Christian unity. It's, it's the opposite. They're accusing you of doing the opposite of what you're doing. It's, it's weird. It's exactly the same tactic that was used in the first example. But let's go on. You don't like it. Here's a non-church example. You don't like it when men play in women's sports and unsurprisingly, inevitably crush every other woman, other woman, every woman, because the man is not a woman. You must hate women's rights. <laughs> when in reality, you probably don't want men competing on women's teams because you love women's rights. You want women to have the right to compete only with other women because that's fair. But when a man comes in who's typically stronger and faster and you know better at sports and crushes them all, they don't have a chance. So you must hate women's rights if you don't want men to compete with women. You must hate women. <laughs> when really, they're the ones who hate women, right? Not only is the tactic of the left to accuse you of the opposite of what you're doing, but they're actually doing the opposite. You know, the, the person who accuses you of being divisive because you're calling out actual real sin and they refuse to in the church network, in the SBC, the PCA, the Acts 29, whatever name one, they're the ones being divisive, not you. It's, it's projection. And, and you know, they could be malicious or they could be entirely blind to it. Let me give you another example. Oh, you are resisting illegal government orders. You must not care about what the Bible says in Romans 13. When many of us who were intentionally and biblically resisting illegal government orders were doing it because we love what the Bible has to say. We deeply care about what the Bible has to say in Romans 13 and everywhere else, which is why we were led to resist in various ways illegal government orders and why we should continue to being unafraid. But they want to twist it. They want to turn it on its head. Let's go on. You are concerned about your leftward drifting pastor because you love your pastor and you love your church and you don't want to see them drift in an unscriptural direction. You must hate your church. 
You must hate your pastor. I mean, come on. Criticizing your pastor? How low can you go? It's backwards. It's the opposite. You don't believe in the leftist view. There was actually just a, a Gospel Coalition good faith debate where the good guy was actually very good in the debate uh, and the bad guy was, was very bad. Is <laughs> much better than all the other good faith debates, but uh, I, w I wouldn't recommend any of them because I wouldn't recommend having much to do with the Gospel Coalition. But anyway, all that to say is this is an issue that, that churches are actually pushing and that Christian organizations are actually pushing. Climate change. You don't believe in the leftist view of climate change that human beings are directly capable of controlling the weather. And so we should remove everyone's access to fuel and make food prices skyrocket and control how many humans are allowed to live on the earth, you must hate planet earth. <laughs> you must hate planet earth because you don't want to control the population and to um, prevent yourself from using the God-given resources that he gave us. You must hate planet earth. You must hate nature that God provided for us. It's backwards. You don't believe in infinite genders. You must hate science. <laughs> when, of course, really it's the ones who hate science who believe in the absurdity of infinite genders. I don't even like using the word gender. It, it means, I mean, it, it should mean the same thing as sex. And so, you know, I, like when I was a kid, I didn't want to say the word sex. And so I said the word gender. But I think we should all just be using the word sex. There's, there's two genders. There's two sexes. There's male and female, and that's all there is. So let's just talk about sexes, shall we? Plus, the word gender originated with a guy named John Money, and if you haven't looked into him, you should. So what, what Big Evil wants you to do, what the left wants you to do, because this is a tactic of the left, the left, Big Evil, who's, who's fake conservative, they want you to submit to their agenda. They want to force you into submission. And they're going to do it in the easiest way that they can to Christians who have good intentions, who want to do the right thing. These so-called spiritual authorities want to twist your good Christian morals so that they can make you submit to them and their unbiblical rule. This is true. And all of those examples prove it. I have personally seen every single one of those examples play out and Big Eva support each of those in some way over the past two or three years. It happens. This is real. And, and people say that, no, 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 the SBC is is totally conservative. Oh no, the big, big Eva, there's no such thing. Every, you know, they're just conservative. Everybody's just a Bible-believing Christian. This is fake. It's not true. The, watch out for this tactic. I guarantee you everybody listening to this has heard at least one of these things. If not applied to you, you've, you've at least heard of these arguments. And, and it's backwards. Watch out for them. I have a horribly sad 
example that I want to tell to you of something that happened where somebody actually gave in to an argument like this. You know, I've given in to arguments like this myself. I have thought on many occasions, attending bad churches in the past, am I the one who's being divisive? Am I the one who doesn't care about Christian unity? Am I the one who hates scripture? Because it seems to me that so many people around me are actually the ones who are being divisive with what the Bible teaches. But is it me? Am I, I mean, it seems like I'm the common denominator. But what helps in a situation like that is when you finally find a good church or you finally find good teachers online or you know, other people in the same boat as you who've had the same kind of experiences and then you realize, oh no, I'm not alone. <laughs> Because <laughs> it would be a bad sign if you were completely alone. But if you're not alone, you actually, you know, have a, a, some level of confirmation. Uh, so anyway, here's the story. I knew a pastor and I had coffee with him a couple of times. And he told me of a story of uh, kind of maybe halfway through the pandemic. Uh, his church had made pretty much all of the wrong decisions about everything about, I mean, about like, uh, especially the pandemic, they required the church to wear masks. You know, they, they wouldn't allow people to come in without a mask. Um, well, I mean, maybe they would allow people to come in without a mask, although they sure wouldn't like it. And on the church website, it says that masks are required. And so, uh, at, at its face, masks were required, you know, um, a lot of people were uncomfortable with that. The church was very uh, politically diverse, and I've talked about why that's a horribly bad thing in the past on other podcast episodes. And and this guy that I spoke with was conservative. Now, if how conservative he is, you can be the the judge of that by the end of the story. But he was at least certainly the most conservative pastor out of all of the pastors at this church, and there were maybe half a dozen or so pastors at the church. He was by far the most conservative. He, he by far took the hardest stance on all of the social issues that a conservative would take the stand on. And, you know, forget conservative, that a Christian should take a stand on. And, and his church was taking the opposite stance in, in a lot of those things. And he was frustrated there was a period where he was ready to just like, I, I mean, he really didn't like what a, a lot of the other pastors, not all of them, but a lot of them on the on the, the elder board believed. And he was like, this is dangerous. You know, my, my church is drifting left. We're going into somewhere terrible. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm ready to divide here. Like, you know, I'm, I'm ready to have this hill to die on. And... What happened was, uh, over many meetings, they used their winsomeness against him, and they talked him down. But the sad part is, I think he was right. He was right that the church was actually making all those wrong choices, and the church was actually drifting in that bad direction. And he backed down when he shouldn't have. And he did that in the name of Christian unity. 
when really that was the opposite of Christian unity. They were unifying with the wrong things. And it was so sad to see this person who I thought was this stalwart, Bible-centered, conservative, Christian, back down in this situation. Uh, and yeah, and, uh, there's no climax to the story. That's pretty much all that happened, and it was just really sad. They used his morals against him. He deeply cared about Christian unity. He thought, you know, I'm, I'm like the only one who's taking this hard stance among all the other pastors here. Uh, I love these guys. I trust them. And so I must be wrong. They must be right. You know, which is, it's a reasonable conclusion to make if you're a Christian and you're trying to do the right thing. But, you know, sometimes if... If we really strongly believe that the Bible says a certain thing, and it does, and it does clearly, then we ought to be willing to make that hill one to die on. Make that hill one to divide with your fellow believers on. Make that hill the thing that makes you leave that church. It, it ought to happen. Because what happens instead is much worse. It's that we are weakened and we're beat into submission by these people who may be malicious and they may not be. They may just be good-intentioned idiots. And they force us into what they believe is faithfulness. And really, it's not. It's not at all. This is, this is big Eva. This is a tactic of the left. This is proof that... Leftism is infiltrating evangelical Christianity, and it's something that we seriously have to watch out for and defend against by knowing our Bibles, being confident in what we believe, and being willing to stand strong on those convictions when we know what the truth is.